You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison. This is the Devil X Files Like podcast that is sometimes about the X Files two day Allison. Wait. Uh I'm getting a message. Uh huh. Beep boop 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 beep boop beep 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 beep. That's it. That's a computer sound. Wow. That computer sure loves to entertain. And so do we. We're your entertainment computers today, Space Cadets. Allison and I, and today we are talking about an episode of The X-Files that we just watched. Yep. Beepity boopity. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, the real Cornelia Allison are gone. Uh, they downloaded their subconsciousnesses into an AI computer program. I'm a voice-activated dildo. <laughs> you are. And you know what? You're doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a toaster. <laughs> What's the name of this godforsaken episode, Allison? Courtney, this season 11, episode 7, and the title is RM9SBG93ZXJZ. Uh, is that like a password or? I don't fucking know. <laughs> why? Hey, why? I, I don't, well, here's the description. Okay, let's do the description. Y'all yeah, know. Description. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh no, the dildo! I need, <laughs> I need to put new batteries in it, folks. Hold on. There I go. <laughs> in a world of ever increasing automation and artificial intelligence, Mulder and Skelly find themselves targets in a deadly game of cat and mouse. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and by cat you mean a Roomba, and by mouse I mean a blobfish. <laughs> okay. Cool. Ooh. Now you told me something extra special about this episode, Allison. Yes. Oh, who was this episode written by? This episode was written by Kristen Cloak and Shannon Hamblin, uh-huh. who are writers. Uh-huh. Uh, Kristen Cloak, you also may know as Glenn Morgan's wife. Yes. Uh, and she played the um, Confederate nurse character <laughs> in the um, Past Lives episode that was Waco-esque. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this episode. Let's do it. First of all, hey, Space Cadets, you miss us? Do you miss us? We were gone for so long. Not long enough. Nope. Season 11 <laughs> still going? Yup. How many more episodes are there? Four. Anyway, the break was really nice. Yeah, Allison, I missed not seeing you at all. Mm-hmm. Because th- that's our contract, right? Yeah. We have to be behind closed doors. We can never make eye contact if we're not recording. It's like school ends and when the teachers just return to their boxes. Well... <laughs> Their cardboard boxes uh-huh. in the closet. Uh huh. It's it's more for like saving our funny juice. Yeah, we can't just like because if we get together outside of the podcast, we're not recording. We're just gonna squirt it all over we're each gonna, other, and then a it'll be a real mess, <laughs> and b we'll have nothing left for you guys. Uh, you know how you have a stain on your clothing, and you squirt the stain busters, and one side is like blue, and the other side is pink, and it makes like a purple s- slime buster. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't clean things. <laughs> I don't buy dishwashing liquid. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, now we're ready. Let's combine our juices and be funny, Allison. Finally. <laughs> Let's not start now. <laughs> A- 
Allison, we start with the monologue. Oh, do we ever? What the fuck is this monologue about? It's a voiceover, and it's talking about an an internet AI Twitter bot that was created in 2016 or 17. This could be a real thing. I don't know. It was. It was. Oh, this is the real one. It's the real one. Did she she really turn out to be super racist? She got super racist. (laughs) Shocking. It was like a couple days, too. A couple Mm -hmm. days turned her, like, super duper racist. So, pulling out the headlines... Like, no no one else can, Chris Carter. He's like, let's do this. Yep. Well, actually, the story idea actually was Glenn Morgan's. Oh, of course. Glenn Morgan. But, you know, he learned at the he learned in the, the house of Chris Carter. Of so. course, of course, of course. So what is this, this AI bot, mm-hmm. this AI Twitter bot? Uh, she gets super racist. Yeah. And some of the things that flash upon the screen <laughs> is, like, not real hashtags, but it's like hashtags that Glenn Morgan might think bad people on the internet put. Yes, examples, please. Uh, hashtag, I totally hate feminism. <laughs> yeah, that's not really how hashtags work. No, but it was one of them. <laughs> hashtag SJW warrior. Wait, what? Yeah. No, but the W stands I know. For- okay. I know. It was up there. <laughs> it was good. I'm an SJ warrior warrior. <laughs> Great. Cool. Um, yeah. Way, way to get us in a real good mood there, yeah, Glenn Morgan. Yeah, you really got us just primed and ready. Just mm. priming the pump. Oh. <laughs> we're the pump. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we're not primed. That's how you get our juices out. I'm dry as a bone. <laughs> no funny juices coming out to me today. Anyway, that monologue set the tone for a really weird episode. This was a weird episode. Tone-wise. Yeah. Uh, directorial wise too, it was very, very different. And I didn't know how I felt about it after I watched it Mm -hmm. because to me it was so un X Files. (laughs) We get the da 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 da. Uh And then we noticed that Glenn Morgan fell asleep at his computer. Yeah. Because it's just a bunch of letters and words. Much like the title of the episode. Uh huh. (laughs) They just phoned that one in, didn't they? Just copy paste. I'm sure it's something. Yeah, it's got to mean maybe it's, maybe there's a secret X Files ARG and you plug that in somewhere (laughs) and then you find out about, I don't know, Godzilla. (laughs) But do we care? No. No, do not. Okay, we go to a sushi restaurant. Yeah, there's a sushi restaurant. And. Now, I, I find this very, very unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Tell and me I, why. I want to tell you why. No one leaves the tap noises on their smartphone. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. Because it's just, it's Mulder and Scully doing phone things. Now, I will argue, these are two very old people. That's true. <laughs> and I hated, I hated the way that Scully got a uh, pop-up on uh-huh. her on her smartphone, and she just kind of swiped it away. Yeah. But there's obviously two buttons. Yeah. That you have to press one of the buttons. Mm-hmm. She just swiped. She did. She sure did. She's like, I'm Scully, and I just swipe. <laughs> That's all it is. No one taught her. Um, now, what I did like about this is, restaurant uh-huh. is it reminded me of my favorite part of my trip to Japan, which was conveyor belt sushi. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Now, Allison, what, my other question is, if you walked into a restaurant that was completely empty, would you stay no. there? No. No, that was a very no, odd that's choice. Bad. It was a very weird, odd choice. So what happens in this restaurant? Well, what happens is not what happens in a real conveyor belt sushi restaurant, which is to say if you eat five plates of food and then you put all the five plates in the dirty plate slot, you do not get to play a game on a little screen, <laughs> which is a shame. 
<laughs> What's the game? It's just like it's like a little game and you can win like extra food and money off. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like it's like a little cartoon that plays. It's really? a game it's a game of chance. <laughs> but you put five plates in, you put them in like like Plinko tokens, like bing 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 bing, and then a little cartoon plays and you can win an extra like Eevee roll or something. I love Japan. I love Japan. Uh let's talk about probably our Best background. Yeah, boy. absolutely, without a doubt, no question. The blob. The blobfish. So they order stuff on the screen, mm-hmm. and which is how it works. Molar orders, and he's like, "Whoa!" And uh, Scully gets a beautiful plate of snooshy. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then Molar gets a blobfish. <laughs> it's very cute. He's very cute. He's got a little nose, and they take a little selfie with it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. I got a blobfish. I want to talk to the chef. I'm endangered. Put me back. (laughs) Right? Now, I wrote at this point, uh, because Mulder actually goes back to the kitchen Mm -hmm. to maybe complain to the chefs, but there's no humans in there, Allison. No, it's just Sushi Bot. It's just uh, beep beep boops. I love Sushi Bot so much. (laughs) The little look. Now, the sushi bot acting, may I say, was very good. It's extremely good. The, now, now you think we're being silly, friends. They acted with two red dots. That's it. It, it had a little emoji face. It did have a little emoji face. It was very good. He stared down. It stared down uh, Mulder, and Mulder realizes the error of his ways, and he puts the uh, blobfish back in his pocket, and it will forever be his pocket, son. Right? Yeah. Okay. To live there forever. But, okay, I can't stress enough how much I love Sushi Bot. I love Sushi Bot. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think this episode did itself a service or a disservice by making all of the robots have uh, human-recognizable features? Um... Even the even the drones that we see later have two red dots like glowing eyes. And I think I wonder... it's I think it's meant to be spooky. Yeah, but do you think it's spookier if if it's like so alien that the robot doesn't even have like recognizable human features, or do you think it's spookier if it is imitating like um... the kind of sensory inputs that we receive? Now you are speaking to someone who has onomatophobia, which yeah. is that uncanny valley shit. Okay, okay. So any sort of human-like features on a non-human-like person or thing or whatever spooks me. Okay. So I would say the eyes are threatening. Interesting, interesting, yes. interesting. Would yeah. you think the other way? Uh, I can't say for sure because I would have to see an episode like that, but I just thought it was an interesting question, you know, if they're really trying to say, like, it depends what they're trying to say. Yeah. I mean, the, actually, by the end of the episode, it did come off like, these are our robot children and we need to treat them well. So it does make sense that they would have a sense of humanity to Yes, them. yes. The other question I have for you mm. is, if this episode was completely done with no speaking, yeah, what kind of episode? Do you think it would have been a better episode or well, more was, impressive episode? There was very little speaking. There was very I, little. It, that entire first scene yes. in the restaurant had no speaking. And I did, I think they actually, that might have been their own downfall. Really? Um, because it, it made me realize how much better Mulder and Skelly are when they're not talking. <laughs> me too. Like their chemistry is so much better. You don't need them. Like it, I think it showed the flaws in a lot of the X-Files writing. Like there's so much dialogue. Usually we're always being told things that we don't need to be told. Some of the best moments in this episode was David Duchovny being quiet. Yeah. Honestly. Some of the best literally. moments in my life have been David Duchovny <laughs> being quiet. We got out of that field where we died and we just went to the sushi restaurant. But the, th- like, the nice thing about this was that it did this, for all the 
parts of this episode that I might rail on for being a little out of touch. Yeah. Um, this scene was nice in that it showed, like, what it is like hanging out with your friends when you're on your phone and someone kind of laughs at something and they show it to you. Yeah. But, you know, I don't see that as a negative aspect, whereas this episode definitely did. I see that as a positive, fun thing that I like. That's an also a weird thing. Um, and we'll... Let's let's take that mechanical tiger that we have in the corner and put it on our big metal table. Beep mm-hmm. boop. There we go. Um, Beep boop rawr. Rawr. Uh, they were making it seem like this This is very a Black Mirror yeah, episode. Yeah, it really is. And I have a problem with Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm going to unload that. Please. Uh, a lot of people love Black Mirror. Lo- a lot of people are really scared almost of Black Mirror. I haven't and, seen it. I, well, you don't need to because I think you'll have the same kind of reaction as me. Okay. Um, well, a lot of the, what Black Mirror is is look what how technology turns us into monsters in the future. Mm-hmm. Or look what technology does to us in the future and it makes connections to what we are doing now so there's easy bridges between what we are doing now with our smartphones and, and that with the future. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, guys. Like, everyone has a smartphone. Yeah. So we're all buying into this. Mm-hmm. We're we're giving Facebook our data. We're we're buying things with our credit card. We're signing up for the newest app. We we have a smart toothbrush. Like, we're buying into this stuff. It can't be that scary if we're buying into it. Yeah. Right. And it seems like I don't know. It's it was more like holier than thou than anything it's like my mom who doesn't have a smartphone is like i don't know why you need those things you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and that always bothers me a lot of being like whereas you you know maybe the people that wrote this episode see a bunch of friends sitting around on their smartphones and they see it as like oh nobody connects anymore that's it that's it i just see it as a different way for us to communicate like the interconnectivity that we have now thanks to the internet means so much more to me than than not having it because even in like you you've seen how in the queer community it's really brought oh people together God. in a way that we never could have before. Try being a queer performer and getting a job. Yeah. Like it, you have your you have your social media and that's your bridge to to jobs to pay. Yeah. And without it, like there's not a lot out there for you. Anyway, I'm glad you see my way of yes. the poo poo on smart devices angle kind of upset me. Yeah. Because. Here's the thing. Scully has a smart home. Mm-hmm. She paid a lot of money for that. Mm-hmm. She chose that lifestyle. <laughs> like, well, now here's the thing that bothers me yes. about it. If we're just going to yell at this tiger. Um, Mechanical tiger. Beep, beep, boop, rawr. Um, what bothers me is that I feel like these anti-technology or like techno-dystopian narratives always come from like a, a very middle class space. Yeah. A very middle class, very able-bodied space. For sure. And that is what frustrated me for this whole episode is that it's very much like, oh no, we have all this great technology and now it's a problem. And it's like, okay, well, you know, a lot of that technology was created for people who maybe don't have the same mobility abilities as you do, who maybe don't it just that's what frustrates me yeah, so much yeah is people who make fun of people who have a Roomba what if you have a chronic sickness and you cannot vacuum like yeah. stuff like that maybe we should think a little bit about and that's like always these these conversations and these technological dystopian narratives come from like middle class able-bodied people who are just like oh no what's gonna happen oh we have all this technology and it's just like you are just looking at it from this one perspective and like even you know in other communities where the the income rate is lower like these things would be such a massive fucking boon and you're just complaining about them that's huge yeah and we've been complaining about technology for a very 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 long time right and guess what i mean 
We have smartphones now. You and I didn't have the internet growing up. No. We're doing okay. Yes. Uh, now, my students would probably say, um, I've talked to my students about their social media, and they say, at, at, at a point, it's a burden. Yeah. At, at a point, it's a burden. There's a lot of anxiety around it, too. That's fair. And that would have been a more interesting story, the anxiety around social media and, and the connecting there. That's interesting. Two old people saying, a boo, 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 technology is bad, <laughs> is not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway. Give Blobfish a show. Uh, you know what? That's like the whole mul- the whole mulder of the story. Uh-huh. The whole moral of the story. You should have just eaten the Blobfish. Just eat that GD Blobfish. And leave a nice tip, you asshole. Uh-huh. So by the time we get to the car, mm-hmm. I- I'm thinking, X-Files, you don't have the balls to do this in complete silence. <laughs> no. But they didn't. They-, they had some talking. And every time they talked, they thought, you don't need to. No. It would have been so much better. There it would wasn't have been so much better. There wasn't any dialogue I felt that really added anything. No. Uh, so Scully gets into a car and there's no people in it. She gets into a whips. <laughs> what? She gets it. Did you not notice that she, uh-uh. she got into a whips? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's the name of the car service. Oh, that's bad. It's whips. Whips. It's a W H I P Z. Whips. Whips. I so sorry about your ears. How <laughs> are our levels? Real bad though. Okay, here's the thing. Mm. Do Skelly and Mulder live in a like a slight like a twenty years in the future or something? That's yeah. I wondered that too because there is like a lot of technology in this that does exist, but that is not readily accessible to the consumer. So so unless you're in San Francisco or fucking rich, yeah. (laughs) Which based on Skelly's house, she does seem to be. She's really rich, you guys. Um, uh, though, hey, may I say, if she's rich, she should have got a better vibrator. Oh my god, right? right? Oh, I have notes. I have notes. <laughs> a wand, at least. At least. Did you see that little thing? <laughs> okay, maybe it's her pocket buddy. <laughs> Everyone got a pocket buddy. I guess, but those are usually smaller. Yeah, those are really, those, that one was she, uh, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get, into, we'll get, we'll get into there. It. We'll get there. I've got um, a lot of notes. You on. know we're going to get there. <laughs> so um, the one thing that this, the whips uh, really made me wonder is when self-driving cars are a reality, do we still have to sit in the back seat? <laughs> <laughs> what if, like, you sit in the front and the car's like, please don't sit on me. <laughs> That's my seat. Sir, you are sitting directly on top of me, and now I am erect. This is your fault. I guess we're so used to sitting in taxis in the back. I know, it just seems so weird to me that she got in the back. That's interesting. Yeah, because with like an Uber or Lyft, I would still get in the back. Yeah. But if there's no one there. There's no driver. Just empty seats up front. Why would you sit in the back? Because <laughs> I don't want to see. Like, I, I I, think I'd panic enough. If we ever get to a point, you and me, Allison, where instead of Lyft or Uber or taxis, there are autonomous cars, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have the guts to sit in the front. Do you think you would take a whipza? <laughs> no, I don't think I would. Because of that smiley face man. Yeah, he was kind of funny. <laughs> He was a little funny. You know what? All of the technology in this episode was so wonderful and personable. Yeah. They were really good. We were rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, He, uh, or they, really, that smile was very good. Mm -hmm. But do you think that was like a PA's voice? Or like, who do you think they got to record that? I'm sure they paid some non-union voice actor. (laughs) 
Well, they were very good. Yes. The See, it's funny because the moral of the story was to take care of technology. You don't even take care of your human actors. Nope. Well. <laughs> uh, so Scully gets in her whips. Yeah. And it goes very, very fast. Uh-huh. And uh, Mulder gets into his uh, Ford Explorer. Mm-hmm. Now, Allison, did you notice that uh, Ford Explorer is now available with Google Assistant? What? Really? <laughs> A very bad version of Google Assistant. Oh, yeah, it was. It was called, like, I don't know. I don't know. But, hey, you know, Mulder using that good old Ford Explorer Wi-Fi, getting that Ford bucks. Now, here's the thing about Fords that I love, Courtney. <laughs> um, Did you know that with the new Ford Explorer, if you insert your genitals into the tailpipe... <laughs> no, I can't do that! You will enjoy that experience because it does have vibranium. Uh, just built into the whole pipe. Oh, no. Allison, we want that dirty capitalist money. I know. <laughs> we can't say to fuck cars. We can't tell them to fuck cars. Can't tell them not to. <laughs> okay, you can fuck a car if you hey, want. Hey, what if fucking cars is what makes them the big bucks? <laughs> what if car fuckers are what they are looking to advertise to? I'm doing a service. I guess- now, you take your pocket knife and you just what? dig a little hole in that seat stuffing, right? Just a little one because you're going to make it bigger as you thrust. So you just need to, and then you get your lube. Because you've got to lube your life. You just take two fingers uh-huh. and you just, you know, you just saturate the rim of the little hole that you've made. Now, Allison, let's talk about the uh, the stick features. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because you know you don't want an automatic. No. You want that <laughs> stick shift. <laughs> it's going to shift your whole worldview. <laughs> and maybe your pelvis. <laughs> don't go into neutral. But just a couple inches. It's fine. The doctors can fix that. They do it all the time. Hey, Ford, sponsor us. Ford, please. Sponsor us, because we're going to get people to fuck your cars. <laughs> if we could get one news story, just one of someone fucking a Ford Explorer, I would be so good to here's, here's the thing about the Ford Explorer. <laughs> it's affordable and sexy. And it's used to explore you. Your own body. Yourself inside of you. You're going to learn so much from your Ford Explorer. <laughs> Just about what you like and what you're into. Hey, Allison, remember how we talked about how we got shut in separate rooms so we could never look at each other until we start recording? The horniness in this room (laughs) is palpable. (laughs) It's just too much. I told you that funny juice is just going to come squirting right out of us. Now it's all over the microphone. We're just two Instapots. <laughs> you gotta let the steam out real slow or it's just gonna all over. Now, I will say about the Instapot. What? I do like the noise it makes. The beep boop boop boop. Do 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 do. <laughs> it actually sounds a little X-Filesy. Ooh, conspiracy. Ooh. Your pea soup is ready. <laughs> do 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 do. Okay. <laughs> this is when we have robots. Mm. Ro- oh. Robots. This is, oh, I love this. This is very good. Okay, tell me. It's meant to be scary. So the Ford Explorer, somehow, I don't know how, because this is not normal. Maybe Mulder didn't fuck the car enough because the car decides we're going to go around the block again. It's not satisfied. (laughs) And that's the tough thing about AI these days. What if instead of fuel, you have to fuck your car? Here's the (laughs) thing. What? Walk me through it, please. Well, here's the thing. Okay, okay. I'm so 
the kinetic energy of the thrust to power your vehicle. I like it. No gas. I'm into it. Allison! It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant idea. Anyway, Mulder didn't fuck his car now. Well, that's the thing, right? With AI, it's like, hey, you wanted to fuck your car. Uh Uh-huh. But did you let your car finish? (laughs) What does a car finishing sound like? (laughs) (laughs) What does it sound like, Allison? Beep, beep. Yeah! Okay. Great job. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, Yeah. Anyway, they go around the block. <laughs> Mulder. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. I'm crying. Okay. Mulder. Mulder, g- Mulder g- ends up at the sushi restaurant again. Yeah, he goes back there. And he looks through the window. And there's the robot angry eyes. Yeah, the sushi robot's mad because he didn't tip. And the robot's like, you came to the wrong neighborhood, friend. (laughs) (laughs) It was meant to be scary, but then again, I'm rooting for the robots in this whole situation. Yum, yum. Failure. (laughs) Uh, Scully is having trouble with her house. And her whips, they go way too fast and then they won't let her out. No, because she didn't fuck them good enough. (laughs) The whips that the whips she are didn't finished. let it finish. <laughs> Allison, I have to drive home after this. So. Well, let it be a lesson to you. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, her house is locked and the beepy beeps yeah, are going on. Yeah, she's got to put in the password. The password is Queequeg. Very it's cute. Not, the, it's not working. Uh huh. She's got a smart, smart house. Smart house. Wasn't there? Wasn't there a Disney original feature called Smart House with Ty Mori, right? The, the sister, sister, brother. The sister, sister. No, no, Courtney. That, that's, that was called Smart Guy. <laughs> that was smart and that was about him and he was smart. <laughs> but was he a house? He was not a house. Was he, he was just a little boy. Did, did he live in a house? He li- Yeah, he lived oh, in a house. he lived in a house. With his sister, sister. With his sister. <laughs> Actually, they did not appear. No? I don't think so. Okay. Smart guy. Got it. <laughs> he did a little dance in the opening credits? Did he? It was very cute. Okay, well, we'll have to watch that later. Okay. Uh, it goes back to... Oh, we forgot something. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Fox Mulder left his credit card. Yeah, and then the, his phone keeps asking him if he wants to tip the sushi robots and giving him, like, a half-hour timer or a half-hour count countdown by the half-hour. He yeah. has four hours left to tip the sushi robots. And we all know if he hit tip, then it would all be over. Now, I think it's fair to assume in the first place that he didn't tip because he was served a blobfish. We think you get an extra tip. Now he has a nice son. <laughs> But it raises the question, should we tip robots? Hmm. Can you foresee a future in which AI doing jobs should be tipped? I don't know, man. Like, people barely tip waitresses and waiters 20% here. Yeah, no, totally. I do not think they would have. I guess they would go to, like, robot upkeep? Or uprising. Sure. That's fine. That's when they get hard. (laughs) You have this, Courtney has this look on her face like, well, you got me again. We have another like 45 minutes of this episode, Allison. I know. Just having some fun. 
I would not tip a robot. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. But if you have a service industry, you need to tip them at least 20%. Yes. Friends. Yeah, you got to do that. Please. Because just like, oh boy, it's the please. it's just real bad out there money-wise. Gosh, please. Okay, Mulder is having bank problems. Correct. And he... He talks into the phone like my mom. He's so, Courtney, he's so old. <laughs> he, he says his name into the phone. Fox Mulder. I don't know why he turned into Pee Wee. <laughs> he just turned into Pee Wee Herman. It's me and I'm a million years old. <laughs> and I'm very upset. Uh, so he's watching TV. He has, it's nice having these little moments of like actual kind of quirky acting yeah and i appreciate that he turns on the tv and what's on it is him yeah and that's a little spooky it's a little spooky yeah um i also want to say allison this is the first time i'm actually a fan of the sound mixing well yeah i mean i think towards in the last three quarters of the episode it got a little overwhelming for me yeah with all the drones yes But, but prior to the drones showing up i did enjoy it a lot it was really good yeah uh, and then that's why I thought the humans could just stay quiet. Yeah, I think that would be great, Isn't actually, they? If, if they just never spoke again. <clears throat> uh, so the drones come. The drones come. Why? Um, the drones come, well, uh, partially because Mulder didn't eat his bloodfish or tip his sushi robot. Yeah. Uh, and also because one drone came first and he hit it with a baseball bat. Yes. And then more drones came. And then the mommy and daddy drone come and the daddy drone's like, don't you talk to my son again. <laughs> You broke him. You broke my robot son. And then a whole swarm of baby drones. Oh, yeah. the ba- we'll talk I really about- like that. I like the baby drones. Okay. Now let's go to Scully. I'd like to point out something to you uh-huh. about the, the difference between Mulder's, um, Mulder scenes and Scully scenes. Yes. Mulder is dealing with a credit card company and drones coming to his yard and um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and Scully is dealing with... A coffee maker and a vacuum cleaner and oh, interesting. other home-based appliances. Interesting. Hmm. Just a thought. Um, just a little thought for you. Interesting. Just a little, what just a little thought crime. No big deal. <laughs> Allison, careful. They're going to come for us. Oh, God, no. I fucked the car and everything. <laughs> That's the ultimate thought crime, isn't it? <laughs> thinking about fucking a car uh-huh. and we've done it so much <laughs> they're gonna take us to thought jail that's why chris carter had a two-week break He's like i can't i can't think i can't i can't handle these two thinking all these things <laughs> i commit so many thought crimes so often you know okay i have a question for you mm-hmm. speaking of thought crimes do you ever like think about how you could like probably kill someone like someone is like for instance you're walking down the stairs uh-huh and there's someone in front of you yeah and you could you could just you just, you just like push him i could just push him and they'd be dead i don't actually think about that that much really? what i think about is places where i'm walking i think about places where i could find a dead body oh so you have the opposite problem yeah exactly i have the problem of i could create a dead body <laughs> And then I'll find it. Oh, interesting. So different kinds of thought crimes. Now, can I lay this on you? Yes. Uh, a sequel or prequel or just adjacent film to, um, what's that one in the small town where no one can dance? Footloose. Yeah. Okay. So a sequel to Footloose, but it's set in the future and being horny is a thought crime. I 
just think it would be fun. You mean like religion? Not necessarily. <laughs> but isn't that a isn't aren't people punished for Allison, they have like fucking beds for teenage boys where they strap them down to like a, a cross so they don't yeah, masturbate. Okay, so a small town where being horny is a thought crime. Uh-huh. And the 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 preacher knows everything you think. Yeah. And he knows. He knows. He knows what's under your bed. A car. Just <laughs> <laughs> a ton- a tonka. So it's it's a CG film uh-huh. and it's like a mix of footloose and cars. And there's a forbidden romance. <laughs> now is it is it mixed media? Is it like the cars are 3D cartoons mm-hmm. yes. and then there's live That's action? That's correct. And so you've got Kevin Bacon and you've got Lightning McQueen. <laughs> okay. And uh, what happens is they fuck. No, 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 no. They think about fucking. They think a lot about it. They, they think, think a lot, lot about cause, it. Because Kevin Bacon's driving Lightning McQueen. And he's like, wait, can you drive a car's car? I don't know. Wait. Can you get in though? Allison, if you, Allison, this is very important. If you get into a car's car, do you sit in the back seat? Or are you all up in them guts? Where is the car's car guts? Where does Kevin Bacon sit in a car's car? If you try to sit in a car's car, is it like that's already the act of fucking them? (laughs) So Kevin Bacon really wants to drive Lightning McQueen because he's so smooth and he's so sexy. But you're only allowed to ride a bike because you can't get in a car's car because that's fucking them and getting horny is a thought crime. (laughs) Okay. Okay, but okay, pitch me... You got you got like two acts in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's the what's the fourth act? Give me the fourth act. Okay, so the fourth act <laughs> is um I can't believe I'm yes ending at this. There's a the big way. race. <laughs> good, good. There's a big race. And everyone's on a bicycle. Except Kevin Bacon. Because he decides he's going to just go for it. Because the way Lightning McQueen has been looking at him, uh-huh. he knows. He knows that this forbidden love that dare not speak its name is worth fighting for. So he climbs up in that car's car's guts. He wins the race. <laughs> and whoever wins the race is the new priest. Yes. Hallelujah, yeah. Kevin Bacon. So now he's the preacher and he can spread the word. You can spread the good word. The good Ford Explorer word. Of fucking those car cars. <laughs> and all cars. Let's talk about Roomba. Roomba. Roomba is a new friend. I love Roomba. That uh, Scully gets. Mm-hmm. And it just... It eats up all that dirt. Eats everything she spilled. And it, and then it goes under her bed in her boudoir. Uh-huh. And it finds... A vibrator. Now, hold on. Sorry, a personal massager. (laughs) Hold on. First of all, it's shaped like a tongue. Nice. (laughs) Second of all, I don't know who you are. Lady, how old are you? Mm-hmm. You gotta keep those things clean. You can't that just... That was 100% my biggest note. You can't note. just toss it under the it's bed. It's just under the bed. Like, it's just free-floating. You're not 16 years old and you have to hide them from your parents. Take like, care... Like... A vibrator is a possession that you need to take care of. You need to put that in your special drawer. Yeah. You know what I... No, you don't because you just have you a bed. You just have a bed. It's just um, underneath there. But listeners, you know what I mean. Everyone's got a sex got a, drawer. Got a special sexy drawer. sex drawer. That's why if you stay over at a friend's house, never open the doors that are... Any drawers that are right next to the bed. You Or under their bed. Or under their bed. Just don't do it. <laughs> 
Like, when I'm laying in bed, Allison, I gotta have at least seven dildos in my reach at all times. Just so you never know you when never you're gonna know. commit a thought crime. <laughs> you gotta, gotta rub out those thought crimes real quick. Otherwise, the the horny police will come. <laughs> Not in that way. No. God, or they'd have to arrest themselves. Maybe that's how you turn it I against I feel like them. you're not getting this. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> right. so, so she, okay, so she has to put her vibrator in a, in a special drawer, first of all. Not just yeah, leave it under the bed where I can get covered in, like, hair and bits of old popcorn. You gotta wash that shit, too. Yeah, you gotta, t- you can't just, like. Yes, it's special washing fluid. You gotta. You gotta. Boil it. I mean, if you're Boil. gonna put it under the bed like that. Please. What if your cat gets into it? What if a little cat gets under there? <laughs> That's bad. I guess that's better than bringing, like, mice to your, like, pillow. You bring a dildo? No, you want to bring a rabbit. Oh, a ra- oh. <laughs> Nice. Nice. I'm more of a dolphin myself. <laughs> I like that, you know, that one they made, like, the Shape of Water guy. <laughs> they probably have that, right? They do, yeah. And then Guillermo said, Guillermo del Toro said, that's not what it looks like. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Bless his little heart. Uh, that man is committing more thought crimes than anyone, anyone. else. <laughs> more fish thought crimes, specifically. <laughs> okay, the Roomba happens, and then there's a problem with Mulder. Uh-huh. So he tries to text Scully. Yeah. This is another old crime that he has committed. <laughs> no one uses MMS texting anymore. No, you want that SMS. Get that fucking WeChat. At least. Yup. Or, like, I don't know, Google Chat or... Hangouts? Just Jesus. Venmo a dollar with your message. God dang. Okay. He gets a swarmed. Now, well, before he gets swarmed, mm-hmm. this is my favorite moment. Okay. Uh, he has a pair of scissors and he has some Pop-Tarts. <laughs> yeah, he sure and, and I feel th- I feel like the director just said, go nuts. Like, mm-hmm. what would you do? And I think it was like David Duchovny didn't even think he was being filmed. He'd like never seen a Pop-Tart before in his life. He's like, what is this? What is it? <laughs> hey. What's this? He's also never seen scissors before because <laughs> he just sticks them right up his nose. Well, he's cutting his nose hair. Oh, he is. Uh, it's uh. gross. Yes, yeah, very gross. Anyway, that was a very good part. It was good. It was natural. And again, he didn't have to talk. Well, that's the thing is that like they're not keep being given lines. It's just like, hey, act. Oh. Uh, so an army of fidget spinners come. <laughs> yes. This is a metaphor, Allison. Okay, yeah, it is. Against millennials? It super is. And they're carrying very tiny Tide Pods. <laughs> is that why they're glowing? Uh-huh. Because they're trying to feed it directly into your mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, I think these are very cute. They are extremely... I love them. I love them as a, like, a whole swarm, when, like, following him. When Mulder reaches for his phone and one, like, snaps at him. It's really it's cute. cute. Guys, we're, we want the technology to win. We really do. We do. We want the technology well, to win. Well, he should have tipped. <laughs> uh... Then we get to Scully. She's having a bit of a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the house decides to set itself on fire. Well, now it says to her, the house says to her, I want to please you. <gasps> and this is where the vibrator should have come into play because it should have just started going <laughs> off. But then that's a whole, then there's like thought crimes. Guys, we can't even get into fucking houses. That's like, <laughs> that's really outside the purview of this podcast. Okay, fucking cars, yes. Fucking houses, no. It's just like we need a whole other podcast for that. But isn't any fucking really just a fucking, I guess, on a house? In a house? Maybe. What the, is the house participatory? 
depending on what door jam you're using. Mm, true, mm. true. Mm. 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 Anyway, it's Walter Skinner's birthday tomorrow. What? <laughs> yeah, it is. And why didn't anyone tell us? No one told us. What do we? We look like idiots. Scully, <laughs> Scully didn't buy a cake. No. It says, "Do you want to buy a cake to your for your daddy, Walter Skinner?" And no one. Allison, tomorrow, Skinner is going to go to the office, and he's going to be like, what are you guys going to be what up to? They've, they're going to have nothing for him. No, they're going to be like, my house burned down, and I didn't properly tip a sushi robot, and they need the blobfish, and now everything's bad. He's going to be like, you guys, it's my fucking birthday. So Skinner's going to do what he does every year for his birthday. Mm. He's going to go to DQ. Yep. He's going to buy himself an ice cream cake uh-huh. and he's just gonna finish that puppy <laughs> yep. in one sitting boy. watch I don't know Allie McBeal <laughs> right Murphy Brown Murphy Brown he's there a Murphy he's, he's a, a Murphy, Murphy boy Brown. what are he's you gonna do uh, as as we all are <laughs> yeah uh, and he's just gonna have a night into himself but really he wants to party God, that does sound like an ideal friend. night though Ice cream cake and Murphy Brown. Yeah, eating a full ice cream cake from DQ and watching Murphy Brown. Allison, are you committing a thought crime right now? You know I am. <laughs> I'm gonna stick it in that cake. That's too cold. Allison, that's how you get yeast infections. I told you. <laughs> but I, what can I do? I saw American Pie one time and now it's all I can think about. They put it in ice cream? No, they put it in a pie. That's warm. But it's I a get dessert. That. It's a dessert. It's, that's true. <laughs> I saw a video of someone making. <laughs> this is really prime podcasting. Go on. I saw a video of a person making a sex toy out of a, a, a an a, orange. No, a grapefruit. Mm. And I thought to myself, okay, I get it. Like the the slickness, but the acid, but the acid though. You got one single cut in your genitals. Oh, you are done. God. Anyway. <laughs> That's my thought crime for the day. <laughs> like, you know, it's one of many. Let's it's one of many. Okay. Uh, the tr- I, yeah, go can on. Can I tell you? Okay, so Mulder comes to get, get Scully. And you know who Mulder is to me in this episode? Who? Mulder is the guy that tries to push over Big Dog. <laughs> you know that guy that just keeps yep. trying to push over Big Dog? That's uh-huh. Mulder. But Big Dog don't fall down. <laughs> With that hockey stick? He just kind of. Yeah. Oh, Big Dog does scare me, though. Out of all of them. I is would the, give him a big hug. Is the uncanny valley of the movement of, like, something that is animal but not truly animal. I like it. Me out. Okay, well, that's good for you. Uh, Mulder does have a very good line. Mm-hmm. He says, well, she's choking to death on also on fire. He's like, why is your house so much nicer than that? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Which I is like very that. good. Because his house does suck. It's because she invested. <laughs> she has some mutual funds. It's doing very well for her. Because she was born before 1980. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Mulder hides his money in a mattress like an animal. Yep. Okay. So what happens next? I don't remember. They go, okay, so they they run away from the house and they try uh-huh. to go to neighbor's house. It doesn't work. And then they run to this factory, uh-huh. which I don't even know. Just fa- hey, just a factory. Just a fact. I don't know how they got there. Yeah. Um, and then they put all their phones and stuff down because they're like, shh, they're tracking us. Okay. Samsung. Hey. Hey, Samsung. Mm-hmm. How's your product placement going? Very bad, I think. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, if you're, if this whole episode is about the evils of technology and they flash that Samsung phone in the garbage, that's pretty. That's funny. Samsung paid, hey, Samsung paid to be there. They did, just like Ford. <laughs> Look what that got them. Look what, anyways. Well, 
but it's okay because the robot picks it up. Oh, yeah. His little arm comes down and picks it up. And so uh, Mulder, Mulder and Scully run through this factory, and they're chased by big dogs. Multiple big, actually little big dogs. Little big dogs. Um, <laughs> and then they get locked into this room with a weird bullet thing. Yeah, it okay. It shoots bullets at them. And then the robot comes in, and he holds out Mulder's phone. He says, Mr. Please. <laughs> Mr. You dropped your phone and I bought it back to you. Samsung makes a, such a good product. Oh, uh, Mr. A tippy, please. <laughs> Is this robot like a five-year-old child? Yeah. Please, Mr. Please, Mr. Tippy, please. <laughs> you didn't tippy, and so I tried to kill you. <laughs> I made a boom boom. You have you have two more minutes to give me a tippy before you die. Beep boop. <laughs> I think I like robots better if they all talk like. Small children <laughs> <Me too. laughs> with missing teeth. Um, and then Mulder takes a phone back and uh-huh. he waits to the very last second, and he tips the least amount possible. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the robot like shrugged to be like, okay, well, I guess. And then a little explosion of confetti comes up on the screen, and he looks at the robot and he says, "We have to be better teachers." Yeah. Uh. So. The moral of the story is AI and computer and technology learns from us, Mm -hmm. Allison. Mm -hmm. So I think what they're learning is if we threaten the humans, they will give us money. (laughs) Which we will then not know what to do with. (laughs) Yeah. I guess once the robots have the money, it's like, can they walk into a store? I guess they buy online, Mm -hmm. right? But how do you put the money online? Scan it? I guess so. Who knows? Bitcoin. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the robot says, thank you, mister. And it looks really cute. And then Mulder looks like he's still pretty mad about everything. <laughs> and we've forgotten about William because this is the new son. Oh, yeah. Who gives a fuck? Uh, and they go to a diner. And then they they put the money down on the counter. They pay with cash, Allison. And then Skelly's like, hey, let's not look at our phones. Let's hold hands. And then everyone watching the episode jizzes all at once. <laughs> not me, though. <laughs> I'm playing travel frog. <laughs> this sucks. That's, yeah, I'm not into the message, quote unquote. Yeah, because we're, I mean, we are of a very special generation that grew into technology. Yeah. It wasn't there for us at all, like, like throughout of all of our lives. So we, out of all these generations, we were the ones who, like, know the long long time ago yeah (laughs) and we like were there for the internet and napster and wikipedia and now smartphones and like every time every time i hear someone and this happened recently every time i hear a couple people on the bus having a conversation about how they like learned html because of neopets it like (laughs) warms the cockles of my heart i literally know how to type real fast because I typed up all that dirty fan fiction. Yeah. Literally, that's it. And, like, I learned to type from using MSN Messenger because it gave me and my classmates a way to communicate that we didn't have before. Yes. And, you know, I think there are a lot of teens out there, even right now, doing amazing things that they wouldn't be able to do as easily without access to the technology that they have. Yeah, I can literally give my students, like, a a, a project to make an app, and they can do it. Yeah. Like, I have no idea how they can do it. Um, and I know technology, like, sometimes it's a burden and sometimes it's, like, anxiety-filled for sure. Yeah. Especially social media. Um, but don't be one of those old people who complain about how no one talks to each other anymore. Yeah. And it's also, a real bummer. Like, maybe before you complain about a certain piece of technology being a burden for you, take a step back and think about how it might help other people in a different way than you're able to use it. That's good. Let's rate this fucker. <laughs> okay. 
I rate on a spooky scale. One is I will have a good nap. Five is I will never sleep ever again. I'm going to give this a... I'm going to give this a three. Interesting, interesting, interesting. There are two shots mm-hmm. that kind of spooked me. Okay. The Mulder watching himself on TV mm-hmm. and someone was watching him. That was kind of spooky. And when he drives by the sushi restaurant and those red eyes looking at him. Yeah, that kinda was spooky. Like kind of spooky. Uh, I read on a rage scale. It goes from one to um, My Struggle 3, which yeah. is the worst episode that we've watched. Almost forgot about that it's, one. Uh, My Struggle 4 was trying to remember the name. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm going to give this, um, I'm going to give this six. Because it was like, it was like a little sub-middle par. Mm-hmm. And there were things I liked about it, like the cute, um, robot sushi, sushi robot. Yeah. Um, and uh, I enjoyed all of the car fucking, uh, obviously, because that really plays into my next big screenplay, which I've told you all about, uh-huh. and now is worthless. Yeah. Um, but TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. Uh, but no, I think, like, there were parts about it that I liked. Like, the sound mixing was really cool, and I think yeah. that um, some of the, yeah, basically the audio was really cool, and they did some interesting stuff visually that I liked. But And I'm glad two women... We're writing together. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. That's super dope. Especially they created something without a lot of talking, and that's when you're creating something. The X Files is so based in monologues. It's really nice to kind of step back from. Yeah, that. it did. It did feel like kind of a victory, and like an episode that I think is pretty iconic. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's nice. Better than all those other technological ones. Ooh, am I boy. right? Hey, uh, he actually did take a baseball bet to something this time. That is good. <laughs> Uh, let's do a personal X-File. Okay. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Allison. Yeah? This is from Gizmodo. Oh, a technology website. And this is called The House That Spied On Me. Ooh. Um, this is an article about a couple who decided, just to test it out, to get everything that they possibly could a smart device. Mm. Coffee maker, smart. Toothbrush, smart. Lights, smart. TV, smart. Everything. Mattress, smart. Everything. Mm-hmm. Just to see how it would... Uh, affect their lives. Interesting. Uh, I will post this article on it because it's incredibly interesting, but you think there are certain problems to having so many smart devices in your life, but it turns out like the problems were not really foreseen. Interesting. So I'm going to write, I'm going to, I'm going to read a couple pieces of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, In December, I converted my one bedroom apartment in San Francisco into a smart home. I connected as many of my appliances uh, and belongings as I could to the internet. Uh, An Amazon Echo, my lights, my coffee maker, my baby monitor, my kids toys, my vacuum, my TV, my toothbrush, my photo, a photo frame, a sex toy, and even uh, my bed. Our bed, asked my husband, aghast. What can it tell us? Our breathing rate, heart rate, how often we toss and turn, and then it will give us a sleep report each morning, I explained. And then a fuck report. (laughs) Pretty good. Right? Seemed like you both had fun. That's what matters. (laughs) Sounds creepy, he said, as he plopped down on the bed. I soon discovered that the only thing worse than getting a bad night's sleep is to subsequently get a report from my bed telling me I got a low score and I'm missing my sleep goal. Thanks, smart bed, but I know that already. I feel like shit. 
Why? Why would I do this? For convenience? Perhaps. It was appealing to imagine living like the beast in a Disney movie with animated objects around my <laughs> home taking care of me, my every need and occasional serenading me. As a result of the apartment upgrade, I could watch what was happening in the house when we weren't there. I could use voice commands to turn on the lights and the coffee maker and the music. I could exchange voice messages with our toddler. I got reminders for my toothbrush to brush and tips on how to use it. So they do all this. Mm-hmm. And it's going, it's going okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they realize they get a, um, their friend does a reader of their router, their internet router. Mm-hmm. And they realize that even while they're not there, um, how much information is being sent out of their house. Oh, wow. So, for example, um, even though you, you would think, okay. What can companies get from, say, like, a toothbrush? Mm-hmm. Well, the toothbrush company knows, for example, when you're going to go to bed. Because mm-hmm. you're going to brush your bed in the morning. They know when you're going to wake up. They are going to know uh, when your kid falls asleep or when your kid wakes up. And those kind of weird things uh, that they were talking about in this article is stuff that they didn't expect the types of information that would be sent out. Yeah. Uh, the other thing they said is, after a week living in my newly spartaned home, I could tell why the beast was always in a bad mood. The inanimate objects in my house were becoming a constant sor- source of annoyance. I thought this was going to be a story about privacy, but instead, I was finding out how infuriating it is to live in a janky smart home. <laughs> so I had to download 14 different apps to my phone to control everything, which meant creating an account for each one of those apps. After setting them up, I thought I'd be able to control all my devices by using voice commands to the Echo. Um, But it took two hours to get all our Christmas lights plugged into the smart lights, and they didn't work. So uh, she talks about how she's getting Alexa to turn on certain lights, and Alexa doesn't understand to turn on the Christmas lights versus turn on the living room lights. So it's just kind of janky, especially the smart coffee machine. So she has great stories about the smart coffee machine. Um, I will post that article and the terror of living with a smart household. They decide to get rid of all their smart stuff afterwards. Hmm. You know what's interesting about that to me is that um, when it comes to the privacy concerns, the worry isn't what, like in a lot of techno-dystopian stories we see, the worry isn't that the robots or that the um, the technology is getting the information. It's who they're sending it to. Yeah, it's the companies that are getting it. Exactly. So they know, like, again, uh, the article said, they know about what time your kid goes to sleep Mm -hmm. or about what time your kid wakes up. Yeah, so it's interesting that it's not really, ultimately, your fear in that moment isn't of the technology. It's of people. It's of capitalism. Yes. Really? 100%. My fear? Capitalism. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's do predictions. Okay. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. I predicted last time, but I predicted the wrong episode. Yes, you you predicted season 7 episode 11 um because I have numeric dyslexia. <laughs> uh, that's a fact, that's a real thing about me. Yeah, I got it. I did it bad. That's okay. I didn't get any points anyway. No. And you know what? If you would have told me the name of this episode, it really wouldn't have helped. I think you would have just screamed. <laughs> like if I'm being honest. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Allison. Ah. Uh-huh. Episode n- 8. Mhm. 
Season 11. Mm. Familiar. Familiar. Uh-huh. It's familiar. But not too familiar. But not too not familiar. <laughs> okay, you caught us. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I think it's about witches. Really? I think it's like familiar is like the pet, like the... Like a widow queenie. I think weird things are happening to do with a cat, uh-huh. and it's a witch's familiar. Mm, okay, so give me a half point and a half point. Okay, a half point if it's there's a cat. Oh, just a cat appearing in the episode. Okay, I will give you a half point if there's a cat. And a half a point if the main spooky thing is witches or witchcraft. Okay, done. Done. Love it. Done. <laughs> um. This looks like it's directed by Holly Dale. Oh, cool. Which is cool. And written by Benjamin Van Allen. Oh, I've got high hopes then. Because so, I don't recognize those names. So two newbies. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. Okay, Vins. Oh, you know what? Glenn Morgan directed this one. Yeah, you sure I mean, did. I did like the direction on this one. Yeah, it was by the good. Way. But you know what? Still, by the way. Glenn is still our favorite brother. Hey, we love Glenn better than Darren. <laughs> and you can put that on a hat and give it to their parents. <laughs> What else can we put on a hat, Allison? R U R L, which is. If you're looking for us on the internet, you can find us at www.doublexfiles.com. That's double spelled out D O U B L E W W dot. Never get over you. This podcast. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Double X Files and on Tumblr at Fuck Yeah Double X Files. Pew 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 pew. Gun noises. And um, you can email. Oh, do you do email? No, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite car to fuck. And how do you lube your life and your car before you fuck it? <laughs> hey, guys, don't worry about leaving us a review today. Not on this one, no, maybe. This one. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe next one. Maybe the next one will be better. I mean, if you really are into it, sure, go ahead. Here's the thing. We were so excited to get back into podcasting. We made a big mess. <laughs> I'm going to get a mop. We're going to need it. (laughs) Okay, friends. Until next time, the The truth truth is out there. there. Goodbye, mister. (laughs) Don't fuck that car, mister. No, mister, don't. (laughs)